Welcome to Soul Talk, a podcast founded and created by Monica Ramirez, the warrior of love. Soul Talk was created in 2020 when a pandemic hit and we were in lockdown. She wanted to have exciting conversations with open-minded people so they could understand different aspects of herself and she could help others in the same way. She interviews healers, coaches, therapists, psychics, readers, channelers, mediums, intellectuals, poets, artists, and more. She calls it Soul Talk because it started as a conversation from soul to soul. Hello everyone, this is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, and you're in Soul Talk. Thank you for being here again. I appreciate you. Today we have a, a podcaster with us and many more things. And let me, uh, his name is Alan Carroll. And let me tell you a little bit who he is. Alan Carroll is an educational psychologist who uh, specialized in um, transpersonal psychology. He founded Alan Carroll and Associates 30 years ago. And before that, he was senior sales training consultant for 10 years at Digital Equipment Corporation. He was dedicating his life in search of tools that he can be used for everyone to escape a psychology suffering caused by misidentification with our ego connected to the vast transcendent mindfulness uh, dimensions of consci consciousness that lies just in the other side of the thoughts and thinking between the words we speak. That is very, very important, actually. And uh, Carol, thank you for accepting my invitation for uh, Soul Talk. I really appreciate you being here. And Monica, thank you for the opportunity to share something that I think will help heal uh, people, all people, young, old, all around the world. Yes, it is. The people do not understand how important is the things that we talk and how we are converting that into our new reality. And you tell us a little bit more what you do actually in your in your therapy or the what do you do in in transpersonal psychology? From an early age, we're talking teenager, I was interested in we'll call spiritual things. I was reading books on on yoga, uh, books on uh, autobiography of a yogi, uh, Ramdas's book "Be Here Now," and they talked about experiences of of consciousness from usually from India. And I looked at my reality, Monica, and I said, "I don't, I don't experience those kind of things." Although I I believe that what they talk about in those books, the the, the transcendent dimension of consciousness, enlightenment, spirituality, was real. I just I didn't have that experience. So what I ended up doing was following that path. And of course, if you're interested in spirituality, psychology would be a good a good entry point because psychology is is understanding yourself and, and how you react to things. And so that led to degrees in psychology, practicing psychology, and the type of psychology that seemed to hum to me was transpersonal. And transpersonal deals with the the ego. We have this concept called an ego. And then we have a concept called a being. And how do you build a bridge from the suffering that is caused by identification with the ego 
and to the identification with the bean, which would be which would be space. And it turned out that if you can control the timing of your speaking while you are speaking, in other words, being able to while I'm talking to you, Monica, mm -hmm. I'm able to put empty spaces mm -hmm. between the sounds that I speak. Mm -hmm. That's called a pause. That's called a gap. And when you can consciously create the gap, you become still. Mm -hmm. And when you become still, there's no more agitation. There's no more. What I'm doing, I'm blowing air out of my body right now. I'm vibrating it and agitating it. And you're hearing a sound. Mm -hmm. Now, if I don't blow air out of my body, you hear no sound. And when you can balance the creation of the sound and you can you can balance it with the pausing, you now have control of the timing. And then who do you speak for? You speak for your ego. You speak for your identity. And when I can control the tongue of the ego, I may not be able to control the thoughts that the ego thinks, but I can certainly control the tongue of the ego. And I can stop and think and pause evaluate, decide what's the most appropriate loving action to take rather than attack thoughts. And so I've been doing public speaking around the world for the last 40 years, transporting people from ego identity to being identity by telling them to pause. That is so, so helpful for many of the, the, uh, the public speakers, the beginning public speakers like me. Uh, that knowing those tricks actually are very, very important. And uh, that's something that you do have, your, and that's what you teach actually, right? Mindfulness is by spacious speakers, correct? Right. We call that, we call the students mindful, spacious speakers. Mm -hmm. And a mindful, spacious speaker is able to create spaces or pauses between the sounds that I speak So right now, I am consciously creating spaces between the sounds that I speak. Now, a beginner, they'll have to slow it down a lot slower because they're, they're, all, they're already on a habit of speaking, a pattern of speaking. So we want to disrupt that pattern of speaking, but you don't even know you're in a pattern of speaking. You don't even know that eight billion people on the planet, they can hear your voice and say, that's Monica, because you have a pattern of your speaking. The ego has a pattern. And if you can disrupt the pattern of the speaking, it disrupts the automatic flow. And from the time you get up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night, it's one continuous flow of uninterrupted thought. Eckhart Tolle, Deepak Chopra talk about 65 to 80,000 thoughts a day pass through your consciousness. And that's a lot of thoughts. And of those thoughts, how many do you manage? I, I, I don't manage. What do you mean manage my thoughts? Well, you, you have to start working on managing your thoughts and the way to manage your thoughts in speaking is to be able to stop mm -hmm. and amateur speakers 
mm-hmm. are not able to stop speaking and create gaps yeah. of silence. And then that silence is a portal mm-hmm. that opens up to a spaciousness, a void, an emptiness. And when you are able to look at that emptiness and be in the emptiness, you now have control of your physical body. You can tell your body in the middle of your talk, take a breath. You can tell your body to ground your feet. You can tell your body to become still. You can tell your body how I want to formulate the next thought form that I want to send across to you, Monica. How do I want to use my hands? How do I want to create my gestures? What voice do I want to use when I speak to you? All that requires time. And if you're not able to control the timing, you don't have access to that resource. And so a mindful, spacious speaker controls the timing. And that takes practice. Being able to disrupt the ego's speaking while the ego is speaking means that I'm now the CEO of the, of the show here. My mind is no longer the CEO. The ego is no longer the CEO. My being is the CEO, and I'm going to choose to speak loving thoughts rather than thoughts of attacking and defending my point of view where the ego comes in. No, I'm not going to use those thoughts. I'm going to create compassionate thoughts because I now have the power to control the speaking. So why not paint the reality in a loving way rather than my ego defending itself way. That is so true. I teach people how to to observe their thoughts so they can create their reality. And uh, and that's a different technique because our something that I have noticed with myself, my my thoughts are way faster than when I speak. So sometimes even if English is my second language, it is hard for me to, the thoughts are there. So sometimes I have to even go to translation in my head to I can speak in English. And that is just create more, uh, sometimes the ideas or the words is hard to find. So I can't even speak because I have to translate it in English. That's true. A lot of my students around the world, English is not their number one language. Mm-hmm. And so I ask them, okay, when, when you think, Are you thinking in Spanish, speaking English? Are you able to think English, speak English? And if you're fluent, you can think English, speak English. If you're not fluent, you think, you think Spanish, speak English, which requires a delay because you now have to do another step that you didn't have to do before. And if you don't slow down the pattern of your speaking, you're not giving yourself the time to formulate the English thought accurately. And so it's pretty easy to formulate clear thoughts if you slow down. But you got to think about, I'm going to pause. And if you don't have the thought while you're speaking that I'm going to pause now, there's no way you're going to pause. If you don't have the thought while I'm speaking to you, Monica, Alan, take a breath. Alan's not going to take a breath. And if you can't, if you can't control the flow of oxygen 
in the machine, the body, the instrument here that's speaking. You you just go for you know a half a liter in, half a liter out, half a liter in, half a liter out at rest. But the whole lungs take six liters, and you can increase the volume of energy that you breathe in by just constantly taking a full breath means you push your belly out and you and you you get a you get at least 150% more energy in your body when you can tell your body to take a full breath rather than default back to just an automatic breathing and if you can give your body more energy that's very healing especially if you're in the public speaking business to be mm-hmm. able to energize your body because the energy is the fire that burns that sends the that sends the thought form out and if you want to boom the thought form, you need to have a, you need to have that breath when you're singing, for example. When you sing, you you take the breath. I take that breath before I speak. If I don't take that breath, so a speaker who's able to control the breathing, the quality of the sound that they make is more is is more is is more impactful than operating just on a little bit of breath and a little bit of that because I'm not thinking about breathing I'm, I'm letting my automatic breathing do that but I have to be present and when I'm present I now have control of the instrument and now I can make the instrument perform better because I'm now in control because I'm using the pause to create the time to give me control that is so so great tip and really of course uh it is a practice it's a training it is not something that is going to just come out of the blue like going back to the second language even if we know uh we're fluent in english because it's our second language it is hard to know all the vocabulary so just finding the words because we don't know it as we our first language it is something else like in my case and uh, I might not know the word, but I have to go around the phrase so I can say the same meaning of the word that I, I don't know. Or I forgot about it because it is a different language than mine, even if I'm thinking in English. So, And that I don't know is a pretty important problem for the ego because the ego paints the interpretation of the reality that I'm looking at right now from, oh, I know what this is. I, I know, I know that you're Monica. I know that you're this. I know, I know I'm out. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. However, you're using you're using the past because you don't know anything about this moment of now. This is a brand new moment of now. You've never been in this moment of now before. So you don't know squat about this moment of now. Oh, no, I know what this moment of now is. This is Alan. This is me. This is my body. This is America. Not a, I know, I know, I know. Well, there's another way of looking. And another way of looking is to not paint this moment with past paint. Not paint this moment with I know paint, our memory paint. Uh, be present into this moment. Well, how do you get present? You, you think you are present in the moment. So what do you mean I'm not present in the moment? What do you mean this is just a dream? What, what are you talking about? Well, you don't know what I'm talking about because you're trapped in a prison of your thoughts. And until you can escape from the prison of your thoughts, 
you are in the matrix. <laughs> and, 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 and so you got to be able to take the red pill in order to break through the illusion. And what is the illusion? The illusion is that you're a thought, that, that, you, that you are thinking, that, there's, that, that all there is is the thoughts that I'm thinking. And the thoughts you're thinking, Toll would say, are just the ripples on top of the ocean. The ocean of stillness is underneath. And when you practice pausing, mm -hmm. you drop down into the stillness of the ocean of stillness. Calmness, peaceful, loving, joy, wisdom, stillness, no agitation. Heartbeat slows down. Breath rate slows down. Blood pressure slows down. You begin to no longer react to things that are going on in front of you. You're able to take a pause. You're able to breathe. You're able to create a buffer. You would have reacted like that before. Now you're taking your time. Count to 10 before you do anything, my mom would tell me. And then I will act. So that's a big difference between reacting and responding. And that comes with creation of space or the pausing. And that's that's a practice. And 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 the way to start for your audience is is to to practice the mindful space of speaking, controlling the timing of your speaking. Go home, close the door, in the bathroom, sit down, look at yourself in the mirror. And get your body absolutely relaxed. Keep your eyes closed. Absolutely relax your body. Keep relaxing it. Relax. When you think your body is relaxed, open your eyes and look at yourself in the mirror. And see if you can just hold eye contact with yourself in the mirror. You don't have to say anything. Just, just see if you can hold eye contact with yourself in the mirror. Without any physical agitation. If you can keep your body relaxed, no physical agitation, hold eye contact with myself in the mirror. And if my body starts agitating, just close your eyes, take some breaths, open your eyes, and be able to do that until your body is relaxed and you can hold eye contact with yourself in the mirror. Then step two is begin to make some sounds. Talk to yourself in the mirror. Real slow sounds. Hello, Alan. How are you? today. And so now what I'm doing is I'm making the sound, but I'm exaggerating the emptiness between the sounds. And so I'm slowing down the 125 to 140 sounds, words per minute. We're slowing it down to maybe 70, 75 words per minute. And what you're doing is you're taking 70 some odd sounds out and you're putting 70 empty spaces in. And so you become more spacious and that that will be a wonderful feeling because the Alexander the Great is one of the fables of Alexander the Great. He came to the town of Gordia in 333 B.C. and saw something called the called the Gordian Knot. And if whoever could unravel the Gordian Knot would be the ruler of Asia. And so Alexander the Great said, hey. Man, I, I, I'm going to be the ruler agent. He came in, saw the knot, took his sword and cut the knot. And that unraveled the knot. Wasn't what everybody thought the way to do it, but it worked. And he unraveled the knot and he became the ruler of Asia for a while. So the 
Gordian knot are the thoughts inside our head. It's like a Gordian knot, a constellation of all these thoughts going on all the time. And we want to do is we want to dissolve the thoughts. Well, how do you dissolve the thoughts? You dissolve the thoughts by creating spaces between the thoughts that you speak. And that will also create spaces between the thoughts that you think. And that will begin to dissolve that the binding, the glue that holds the ego together, and you'll become more spacious, and you will accelerate yourself towards that, that space of the being, the transcendent dimension of consciousness, which is beyond the, the concept, beyond the conceptual. It's a non-conceptual, transcendent dimension of consciousness, which you can call enlightenment, you can call it satori, you can call it mindfulness, you can call it presence, you can call it emptiness, you can call it unmanifested, you can call it whatever you want. There's lots of names for it, but it's available to everybody. And the sooner we can teach people, the younger we can teach people how to control the tongue. Yeah. How to control the tongue. They will have a much more joyful life. Because what you say paints the reality in which you live. And if I don't like what you say and you're a bang minion, you're banging, I am feeling really good because my ego really gets to assert itself, but I'm also damaging my physical body. I'm changing the chemicals in my physical body, which is creating which is creating a like an acid which which causes disease. Uh, and you don't want that. And so pausing. Is, a, is available to everybody. It's free. And that also can cause shame and later on guilt. And that creates a difference of uh, problems in there. Guilt guilt is a big one. Guilt is the, the I was raised Christianity. I was raised a Presbyterian, went to church, went to Sunday school. Uh, did Christmas, you know, did all the, all the, all the traditional, all the traditional things, learned the Lord's Prayer, uh, learned the Apostles' Creed, and memorized it, and said it, and said it didn't have a lot of meaning, but I would do it, because, you know, it's just what you do when you go to church, blah, 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 but you actually start to read the Lord's Prayer, and you actually start to look at the Apostles' Creed. The wisdom of the spiritual wisdom is there, But at a at, you know a teenager, what what do I know about it? Right, right there in the Lord's Prayer is the forgiveness of sin, um, and and the forgiveness of debts and debtors, trespasses and trust. The trespassing that I do, the trespassing that's done for me, the debts that debtors owe me, debtors that I've done. Apostles' Creed says the forgiveness of sin. What do you mean the forgiveness of sin? Well. In, in your reality that you've lived from the time you woke up in the, the morning of your life when you were conscious at two or three years old to, to this moment right now, there are things that happen to you that you don't like, that you complain about. I don't like that. That's wrong. That's right. Dang, 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 dang. And so for each of the things that you don't like, you have a grievance or a complaint. Oh. And so you are now painting on the canvas in your mind your mind's eye, you're painting a piece of crap in your reality in the movie that you're in right now. And you are painting it. Why would I paint a piece of crap in my in my movie? Well, because I'm right. And you're wrong. And I'm not going to forgive you for what you did. And I will never, ever 
forgive you. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're in trouble. If you're not able to forgive, uh, then you are holding on to a cannonball and you're jumping into the ocean, holding on to a 30-pound cannonball and drowning and suffering in your righteousness. And yeah, you the ego gets to be right, but you're destroying your physical body. You are you are damaging your physical body. You are causing harm and sickness to your physical body. And so, salvation, forgiveness of sin, comes from practicing forgiveness. And it's not only forgiving things outside of myself, that my mother, for example, you can always say your parents, I'm the way I am because my mother didn't love me, my father didn't love me, I was an orphan, I got da 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 You can have all the reasons to justify your position. Mm-hmm. However, you need to be able to let go, practice forgiveness of, of yourself. Uh, and the more forgiveness you can you can practice, uh, the more joyful and happy your life will be. Uh, but you got to let it go. But it's hard to let it go because I'm right and you are <laughs> wrong. Oh, it's, it's I righteous am right. You know, it's really hard for the ego to let go because the ego is identified itself based on its grievances. I am. I am a victim. You know, and that's why I am the way I am. I'm a victim and my mother did it to me or my father did it to me. And I'm I'm a victim. And see all the things that have happened to me in my life. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. And so, you you know, you think victim's bad. No, victim's not bad. It's a lot of suffering. However, it's it, it is it, in their reality, it's not bad. It feeds my ego because my ego says I'm a victim. I got to prove I'm a victim. Well, you got to let go of victim. Can't let go of victim because that's who I am. No, it's not who you are. It's who you think you are. <laughs> it's because it, it can be very addictive. The precisely the the being the victim. If and if it's the ego to a point, but it can get you sick. It's not gonna get get you in power ever. In the moment you continue being a victim, and the people are so used to by generations to observe that. The victim usually got compassion of uh, or love or attention of other people because poor person, and that's why they use it. It is more easy for uh, the persons to continue with that, that empower themselves and let go of the victim. And that's why one of the reasons that why they have to always win and compete and so forth, and. That's why for them they carry guilt and shame and so forth. Yep. Because it's easier. And they don't know. It's uh, it, it. You just aren't trained uh, as a child. You're not trained in school. You're, you're not aware of managing thoughts has anything to do with what you see and how you react. And you got to. You got to be interested in the subject matter. You got to you got to take time to focus on the inner journey. You have to take time every day to close your eyes um, and and become still every day. You have to practice like brushing your teeth, uh, because every time I'm able to pause, a little hole is created in my reality, and if I can practice pausing, another little hole is created in my reality, my reality. And there is a an analogy of, of, of mowing a lawn. And in the wintertime, the lawn is frozen. 
And in the springtime, it begins to thaw. And what we want to do is aerate the soil. And so we have a, a rolling, you know, something that rolls on the lawn that has spikes in it, and it puts holes in the, in the lawn. And then you put the water and the fertilizer, and, and the lawn blooms. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want the, the being to bloom, if you want the, the flowers to appear, the joy, the bliss, the ecstasy to appear in, in your reality, then by pausing consciously allows you to immediately relax your body and take a breath. And that will disrupt the automatic flow of your thoughts. And so you can paint a different picture now. You can no longer, you can paint the interpretation in a much more compassionate way. Because most people, they take things personally. And if I say something to you that you've identified yourself to be, let's say you're from Texas. You know, people from Texas are pretty stupid, Monica. And they shouldn't, they shouldn't really have a chance to live in Texas. They're the dumbest people I've ever seen. Now, if you've identified yourself as a Texan, then you would say, Texas aren't that way. You Yankees, you Virginia people. There would be now a conflict going back because I pressed a button. But I could also say people from Texas are the most wonderful people in the world. They're generous. They're enthusiastic. They're loving. They're kind. They're interested in the environment. They're interested in contributing and being healthy and strong and making the world a better place to be. Well, you like that because you've identified yourself as a Texan. And I poured, I, I poured water on those flowers. And now you feel watered and you feel you like that. Makes no difference whether you reacted positively or you reacted negatively. You're still stuck in the prison of your identity. Uh, and, and so the idea is to recognize that I have an identity. I have an ego. However, it doesn't rule me. Mm-hmm. Just because uh, I was raised an American, it doesn't mean I, I have to be uh, mean to people who don't live in America. Uh, I have to fight for something. You begin to recognize that your spiritual being encompasses every everything it encompasses the all and one of the sayings that i like monica is that you have a choice the choice is either either you can see yourself as the all that contains everything or you're just something just a little something in the space of the all and the ego is just a little something tiny in the vast cosmic space of the all and you're encased in this little skin and this little body, and the world is big and you are small. Or you can say, hey, you know what? I think that's an illusion. I think I'm the all that contains everything, including you. And so now being nice to you is not being nice to you, it's being nice to myself, because you and myself are the same thing. Though it doesn't look that way to the physical eyes. The, the energy that drives that machine, the, the electricity that drives that machine is the same electricity that drives this machine. This machine is a, the fe- a masculine machine. You're a feminine machine. You, you're a, you have your own, your Texas, but the energy, the energy inside of everybody is all the same. Uh, and so gives you a way of connecting where you think you wouldn't connect before you, you can begin to connect and have compassion for, for everyone. Welcome. In choosing to be part of this group, you have said yes to yourself. You've chosen to confront those limitations keeping you from achieving the life of your dreams. 
Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, is a transformational belief coach. She's a psychic channeler, certified NLP, life coach, BQH, that is hypnotherapy, Akashic Records reader, public speaker, writer, and artist. She works with many modalities and has created her own, like this one, to help you let go of the limitations and achieve the transformation you desire so you can anchor your emotions that you desire. Monica will be hosting a new session every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time, leading the group through a guided meditation and proceeding to work with people individually. So join Monica here in this free journey by joining the Zoom link. I got a question taking you back about the bottoms. When someone touch, touch our buttons, that's when they make us react. And we stop thinking or having the spaces. And uh, that take me to, well, we're coming to holidays very soon in the United States. Thanksgiving, Christmas, etc. holidays. And family. Family has that magnificent touch to touch those buttons and make everybody react. How will you apply this when someone is touching your buttons? <laughs> you know, either you are awake or you're asleep. And either you're conscious mm -hmm. or you're unconscious. Yeah. And most people are unconscious. They don't know that my button just got pressed. Um, and they just know that I'm wrong and I need to defend my point of view and I need to show this person what to saw. They don't know that I did that for fun, that I just pressed the button over there because you've, you've not, you have not practiced pausing and stillness. Your mind is constantly agitated. The, the, the goal would be to have clarity, but every time you think and every time you have emotions and talking, you have agitation. Every time you pause, the mm -hmm. agitation goes away and you have clarity. And clarity allows you to ride through Thanksgiving, allows you to ride through Christmas time, it allows you to ride through New Year's Eve, fun and stable and relaxed and grounded and not get caught by everyone's stories, by everyone's, oh, you're not of this and you should have done that and that's not the present I want. Oh, my God, that's terrible. And look what's happened on television. What are we going to do on a football team and all the anger and all the upset? Everybody just throws all their grievances together at Christmas time and everybody has the same grievances. And so they've identified themselves as, boy, those people. Yeah, those people are really bad people. We people are really good people. And so... Uh, it's not something that you can just, to be able to become conscious allows you not to take offense. Because if somebody says something to you in a negative way, uh, that comes from their reality and has nothing to do with you. But you, ego, if you've identified yourself as the ego and I say something to you that you've identified yourself as strong identification, it will stir up the energy. It will cause the, it will cause the, whoa, the ira. And you will make decisions in that space of consciousness, which are very destructive. The worst decisions you make are when you're, are when you're agitated. Anger, for example. Getting angry about things creates the agitation and you do stupid actions that you may regret later. But in the moment, it sure felt good. Well, why did you get angry in the first place? 
because they pressed the button. And you didn't know they pressed the button because you're unconscious. Yeah. Until you begin to practice becoming more conscious, then you're not going to be able to catch the ball when it's thrown at you. You're, you're going to react. And so mindful, spacious speaking is a tool that allows you to become conscious, to create the space between the sounds that the ego makes. And so you don't get caught by the story anymore. You say, wow. One of the teachers taught me way back, way back in the 70s, Werner Earhart. I was up at the S training in San Francisco with 10,000 people at the Cow Palace. And it's a weekend course on relationships. And you could stand up and take a microphone and ask Werner a question. And Jonathan stood up and Jonathan said, well, what about my father? My father doesn't love me the way I want my father to love me. My girlfriend, she doesn't love me the way I want my girlfriend to love me. What about that? Huh? 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 Tell me about that one, huh? And Warner said, well, what you're getting from your father and what you're getting from your girlfriend is a bound up expression of an absolute love for you. And at that moment of time, the highest level of love that they could muster is whatever they said. And so if the way I'm expressing my love is by making you wrong and you shouldn't have done that and you're a nasty angel, if that's, if that's the way I express my love in that moment of now, Christmas or Thanksgiving, then you have to be able to step back and say, whoa, look at the reality that Alan lives in, that he would express himself in such a dysfunctional way that causes more harm to himself and his body and his mind. And therefore, you're able to generate compassion. And most people are not able to generate compassion because they take what I said personally and they will attack. They will use their, they will attack and defend that which I have pressed the button on. So unless you practice mindfulness, unless you practice consciousness techniques, you're going to be bamboozled by what people say constantly being hooked by people, what they have to say. And you don't even know you're hooked. Children do that with parents. I mean, it's not it's not hard to hook your parents. They, they know what to say to get your parents upset. You know what to say to get your parents upset. That is you know so what buttons to press. Why would you do that? Makes me feel good. <laughs> Makes my ego feel good. Yes, that is so true. I have a question. Um, there have been many leaders in the history of the planet, uh, not only in the United States, I'm talking about the whole planet. And one of them that it comes to my mind, that it was one of the best public speakers that that control big masses and change the way they observe the more absurdity of the uh, of things like Hitler. Hitler was a leader, and he was very good in public speaking. What did he, did he have in common with Martin Luther King that he was a public speaker too and a leader? The when when you speak, there's two types of thoughts. There's loving thoughts, and there's unloving thoughts. Mm -hmm. And when Martin Luther King speaks. He's speaking for loving thoughts. 
He's speaking for unity. He's speaking for connectedness. And he was a very good speaker. He was raised in a, a church. He was exposed to ministers, Baptist ministers, who were able to really have a little bit of time to be able to say what you want to say. But not only that, Sister Monica, not only that, you have to say, I'm going to testify, because they would listen to that. And, and what that does, it's like a snake charmer with that flute in India. And the snake would come out. And so you can charm the audience with your voice. And I can break them. I can bring them up. I can tell them that those people over there are the enemies. And you, and, and you, yeah, yeah. And you can, and you can energize and, and direct people, people's attention. But that's not a loving thought. That's an identity thought. That's an ego identity. I need to survive and we need to attack these people and we need for you to follow me and create that enemy outside of ourselves so I can gain power and control and dominate the world. Uh, so the intention behind Martin Luther King is one of loving. The skill set of being able to control the timing. Hitler could control the timing. Martin Luther King can control the timing. Barack Obama can control the timing. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, you may have, you know, lots of different people have lots of different thoughts about Donald Trump. He's a great speaker. He's a great speaker. People listen to him and boy, it's just, I can tell you. And he goes slow. He has maybe 40 words, he says, and mixes them all together at a very slow pace and you know oh i know you know those people how slow he talks and you got to have a lot of control to talk that slow and to formulate the thought to ride the wave of energy and know how long to sustain it and then let it go it's almost like singing I'm going to sing with my voice. I'm going to make sounds with my voice. And so he, these professional speakers, these politicians across the board, mm -hmm. you can tell right away whether or not they're good speakers because there's space between the sounds that they make or they're not good speakers. There's no space between the sounds. There's no pauses at all between the sounds that they make. That is great observation, and thank you. Uh, it put me to in perspective so many things, or that I have not observed before. Thank you. It is great. Now, uh, I in July I went to Harvard and uh, with Blue Talks to give a speech over there, and I was so nervous over there that my legs, when I went into stage, my legs were just feeling like gelatin, you know, it was, I did it either way, but I felt that everybody were observing my legs that they were like gelatin in there. <laughs> no, everybody told me, no, we don't saw that. Like, oh my God, thank God. But even the slides that I have in my hand, the, the thing to change in the slides, I forgot even to change the slides, that I was so nervous. I was just focusing to say my story instead of even clicking the button to change my slides. How do you 
tell someone when they're public speaking in a crowd or with more than two people and they have an important message to give, how they can control their nerves? The number one skill is have you earned the right to speak? When they invited you to go to Harvard, you have a certain level of knowledge, a certain level of expertise. Now, either that is real or that is fake. Now, if it's real, then the ice under your feet is thick. And so when you take the sound that you're going to be talking about in front of the audience, you're pushing off of your feet. And I can, I'm confident I can throw, I can throw the ball pretty hard to, to the audience because I've earned the right to speak. I know about this ball. Now, mm -hmm. if the ice is thin under your feet, then I haven't really deserved the, right to speak and and oh i'm going to look like a fool and i'm going to push out and i'm going to fall through the ice and so i'm real timid so mm -hmm. have you earned the right to speak so now i've earned the right to speak so now you have 45 minutes a half an hour in order to solve what problem what what is the pain that the audience has that you have a solution for you're like a doctor now that's going to perform an operation and you got 45 minutes so you don't want to be spending time thinking about, do they love me? You want to be understanding that you have you have a, a solution that will heal the pain. And so you want to focus on the procedure of the operation and make it simple, you know, divide it into pieces so it's, it's not overwhelming of, of information. And so now we can talk a little bit about the technique. And, and the technique is to be able to practice the pausing and the grounding and the embodying yourself in front of the audience because every time you speak you go to the disembodied state and every time you pause you go to the embodied state and so you want to be able to dance between the yang energy which is the disembodied state of the sound the forward thrusting of the energy and the ying energy the feminine energy which is the inhalation the grounding and the pausing. And so you're able to say what you want to say and then pause. So the dance, you're dancing with this and dancing with this. And so now there's the dance. And, and and so that will, because in in that pause, you can tell your body to take a breath and ground your feet. Move over here, move over there. Press the clicker, Monica. You can tell yourself what to do if you pause. If you don't pause, if you're not thinking about pausing, then there's no time for you to control the clicker, relax your body, take a breath. If you took a deep breath, it would relax your body. If you moved your body, it was like a little massage on the stage. If you created some gestures, like you did this and this, and you could actually massaging and relaxing your body as you create the gestures. But you can't think about all those things unless you're able to practice mindful, spacious speaking. You can't do all those things. And, and, and anxiety and nervousness and tension is that your mind is in the future. You're thinking about your, something's going to, you're going to make a fool out of yourself. And you know, as well as I know, the fool is the most powerful card in the major arcana. It's the zero card. It can go anywhere. It can go anywhere it wants. It's not a fixed point. And most people are are hesitant to embrace the fool because that would make them look foolish. 
That would make my ego look foolish. That would make, no, I don't want to look foolish. I don't, but it turned out that if you're using all your, your energy to, to not be a fool, uh, then you are handcuffing yourself. And so the pausing, the breathing, and the last thing I'll, I'll mention is uh, rapport. What did you do to connect to the audience? How oh. early did you get there? Who, whose hands did you shake? Who did you meet? How did you do the, how did you do the warm up to the sport before you went out on the field to play? When you watch football, they spend a half an hour before the game starts on the field exercising and moving and running and passing, doing all these things. So they're warming up before they get up on the stage. And most people, they don't think about warming up. I always think about warming up. I want to shake hands, meet people and connect to people. So when I, I've done the warm up already, so when I get up on stage, I'm already warmed up. Uh, I'm not, I'm not doing my warm up from the stage. I did my warm up in the audience when I got there half an hour early to meet people and connect to people. Alan, do you teach, uh, do you have classes? Do you work in one-on-one -on -one or do you work working groups? Or do you have a class going on that you're going to be teaching soon? All, all of the above. We've been teaching for 40 years around the world, major corporations, and we offer virtual classes. We offer live classes. We offer individual coaching classes. We can coach people on, on Zoom. It turned out that when the, the COVID happened, we had to shift from live trainings where we'd fly all over the world to, well, I'll fly from this to the office and I'll, I'll, I'll do Zoom. And it turned out that pausing in the Zoom world is the same as pausing in the real world. So we can train people to control their timing, whether it's virtually or whether it's live. And you can go to the website and you can find out about our programs and that will allow you to, by all means, we'd love to talk and grow and share and train, whether it's individual or groups, even even children. The idea of mindful, spacious speaking with children starting at the age maybe six, six or seven, where they begin to pause and And one of the people I talked to, they work with children. They have a little bottle with glitter. And when the child would talk, they would do the glitter and they would tell the child, don't talk until the glitter stops. Hmm. And so they could watch the glitter so they could practice pausing with a little bottle of glitter. And so it's be, be happy to, to talk to folks and spread the word. We love it. Do you have a, a group class that you're going to be having soon so like that we can, people that are listening right now, they can be, they might be interested? Absolutely. On our website, we have classes that are, are listed there. We have a live class that's going to be happening up at the end of October. If you want to fly into Haley, uh, Idaho, Sun Valley, Idaho, we're offering, we're offering a class up in Sun Valley, Idaho. And we're offering also, in November, we're offering virtual classes. And if you're in Saudi Arabia at the end of November, we're offering a class in Saudi Arabia. Riyadh, if you'd like to come to Riyadh. The three of them sounds very, very nice. <laughs> well, it's fun. We, we, I've been lucky to be able to travel internationally and see many different people, many different cultures. And, and, and the issue is always the same. 
the people are not present when they speak because they're not practicing getting control. I, I call it a, I call it a command override switch where I can, I can now stop and pause and I can speak and I can go. And so that's whether it's an executive, whether it is an individual contributor, uh, their ability to control the timing of their speaking. They don't even think about that because that's not important. What's important is the sounds, the, the content. That That's what's important. But it turned out that, yeah, the, the, the content is the satellite, but the rocket that delivers the, the, is, the, is the data, the voice, the video. That, that's the rocket ship that, that launches the satellite into the orbit of the, of the customer, into their mind. And so most people just focus on the, the satellite. They don't realize the power of groundedness, the power of pausing, the vocal changes with their voice, the creation of, of, of gestures, the use of three-dimensional objects in order to make, in order to help the audience understand. They don't, there's no training there. So you need to be trained on how to do those things. I might take your class. Wonderful. We love that, Monica. Fly to uh, Idaho. You want to fly up to Idaho? Or you can do the virtual one too. You can sit there in Texas and you can do the virtual class. Yeah, the funny part is in November, I, I have two, two events. One, I'm going to give a speech in Miami and, uh, and in the talks. And the other one, it is, I'm going to be going to a podcasters with Amplify You. Uh, in, in Mexico. Yes, in Puerto Vallarta. Good for you. Good for you. I, 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 I heard about that. I'm thinking about podcasting and I'm right now, I've just sort of entered into the world of being a guest on podcast. And so now it's like, well, what would it be like to actually do a podcast that, and experience that? And so I, I, I saw Michelle and did that one day, one, uh, one hour training that she did a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know if you were there, but she was talking about podcasting and, and from the podcaster's point of view, not from the guest's point, point of view. And I, I thought that was very interesting. That's what I want to do is I want to, uh, you know, what in terms of expanding, you know, I, I would love to get your input on on what you've experienced. We can do that offline but, uh, on podcasting and suggestions on on how to, you know, how, how did it go for you? You know, what what have you learned? Because you've been doing it for quite a while. Yes. I I do enjoy being a podcaster too. That's something that is another of my passions. It became very strongly with that. It was uh we can talk about that uh offline and uh but Alan, I really wanna thank you for all your advices. Is is really I have not thought about it in pausing before I speak. Uh I always do conscious breathing and I teach that. But I have not thought about pausing before I speak. That is so different that I have not heard before, but it is really uh, a game changer. Well, it is a game changer because you have to be mindful to do it. Yes. People say, well, how do I become mindful? How do I become present? How do I, how do I transcend my ego? Mm -hmm. Well, disrupt the flow. What do you mean disrupt the pause? And you'll see that it, it's not natural. But as soon as I've been practicing a long time, and as soon as I pause, 
immediately relaxation comes into my body. And I'm able to take a breath. And that gives me an advantage over the person who I might be competing against, who I might be talking to, or or who's who's tense on stage and Alan's not tense on stage. Why is Alan not tense on stage? Alan's practicing pausing. Alan's also talking about something he knows about. So I'm not afraid of making a mistake. I'm not afraid of something. You'll ask me a question I won't be able to answer. If you ask me a question I won't be able to answer, hey, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. You know, you say you don't know or say, let me check and I'll get back to you. And because you can't possibly know everything there is to know about everything. Maybe the ego would like that. However, it's just it's not possible. So I'm not really worried about being able to be, you know, if someone's going to ask me a question that I, I don't know how to answer. That is so true. That is so true. Well, if this video was helpful, please uh, click like, write us a review, or share it with your friends. Because, hey, this might help someone else, not only yourself. Thank you so much for watching Soul Talk. And this is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramirezwarrioroflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.